podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and thank you for joining us for our podcast this week entitled New Faculty Online Orientation Beyond Sink or Swim. I have with me here today Dr. Marsha L. Burmeister, and thank you, Marsha, for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Many of you may know Dr. Burmeister. She's been very involved with the distance learning community. Before her involvement, she taught in general education, as she tells me, for 20-plus years. But she is known as a pioneer in developing online courses at the university level. And presently, she is Director of Instructional Technology for the Fischler School of Education and Human Services at Nova Southeastern University. What a great university. You must love working there. I do, and what a great job. I get to work with faculty, both full-time faculty and adjunct faculty, to assist them in their use of technology to teach their classes, uh, most online, but also some face-to-face. -face. Wonderful. Marsha, I mentioned in your title, and I loved it, Beyond Sink or Swim. What do you actually mean by sink or swim when it comes to faculty training? Well, so often what happens when new faculty are hired, they receive a letter, and that letter will give them the CRN, which is a course uh, reference number, and they're told they have a WebCT shell, and they usually get a copy of the syllabus electronically, or perhaps they're told that the syllabus is in the course, and they're given their starting date, which is usually soon, and it's pretty much sink or swim. And so my goal with this training course was to reduce the drowning Chinaman syndrome <laughs> to make them feel comfortable so that they could really do a good job for us teaching uh, our students and to reduce the isolation and the concept of them being totally on their own. And, and by doing this, provide them a bunch of resources that would be useful to them and also a meeting place. Excellent. I know a lot of universities and colleges have orientation programs, but I have not seen very many online orientation programs, so I know a lot of people will be fascinated to better understand exactly. Is it a virtual meeting place? It is. We're using a WebCT non-CRN course, and uh, with our implementation of WebCT at NOVA, that basically means that that course will not be taken down. It doesn't go from one term. It goes multiple terms, so it doesn't expire. And also the instructors, even after they've completed their work and the initial examination of the course for their orientation, they will be able to have continuous access to it. So it's a repository for all sorts of materials. And in fact, I've tried to develop it as a model course. What do you actually mean by a model course? I'm familiar with the expression, but I'm very interested in how you would use the term. Well, in this case, we actually simulate for the faculty member the student experience. Even if they have been a WebCT instructor before, perhaps they've never gone in solely as a student to a WebCT class. And so this enables them to access the course and have a parallel experience with what their students will have. Also in the course, I've provided an array of tools. Practically everything that WebCT has 
things that we would consider that are basic to using WebCT, but we also have some other things, uh, Wimba voice tools, and we have uh, Illuminate, some other uh, bells and whistles. And I also have a very active discussion area, that uh, the discussion board, and I model that with a bunch of topics, including a faculty lounge, and I encourage them to have a student lounge topic in their discussions, a place for a bit of level, levity. It's always good to be able to share a good, clean joke <laughs> now and then. Questions for the instructor, and that's a very neat topic because it models kind of an FAQ as it develops over time. And so instructors using that in their courses will have a, a frequently asked questions area. And then also the idea of sharing successes. And I always find it interesting that the instructors will actually post that they've completed the training modules or they've completed their success. And uh, I really try to respond as a good instructor should. I'm trying to model the response in terms of timeliness, in terms of a good uh, supportive uh, response, uh, encouragement, and, and so on. And so what hopefully will happen is that this will become a one-stop shop for our faculty online. Excellent. Sounds like you really have done a, a lot of planning. Could you maybe talk a little bit more about what are some of the other components that are actually incorporated into the faculty training course? Certainly. Well, one of the most interesting sections is our Syllabus Content Management System, the SCMS. And this is where we keep our, our syllabi so uh, that they don't wind up scattered in a bunch of courses. And so there is a link within this course that's very handy for both full-time and adjunct faculty in order to find their syllabi online. And also we have uh, some training materials there so they can see how they uh, access the syllabus, how they put the link in the course, and so on. I've got an array of communication tools, as I mentioned. I have a course calendar. I've collected some instructor resources, some uh, supportive documentation, some how-tos, if you will. Some of these things developed over time, instructors asking me for questions, such as they wanted to know the link to the library's APA resource. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of just giving them the link, I developed a Word document, and I referenced the uh, APA manual, citing a course with APA style, their new uh, tip book that's absolutely wonderful, the library links to the library tutorials and demonstration things, and then also a link to some other external resources, such as the Purdue OWL, which is uh, the OWL Online Writing Lab, mm -hmm. which is an excellent resource. So there's that. There's documentation on how to use the tools that we have in there, a lot of tip sheets, uh, cheat sheets, things that are handy to have by your computer when you're teaching a session, and then also a list of interesting uh, reading, some tutorials, and of course, a link to the Nova Library, which is a very marvelous value-added piece for our instructors uh, to the library. And I guess the last thing I would say is that there's a list of some, uh, some pretty good websites. When I stumble across a website that would be a good resource, I add it to the class. And so there's just uh, all sorts of things to poke around and find. And last but not least, there is a link to the Unit 1 of the WebCT faculty training. What amazing amount of resources for students and starting a program. You mentioned the WebCT faculty training model. Could you share maybe just a little of the content and procedures that you use in the first unit of the faculty training model? I'd be glad to. We decided to come up with six modules, and these modules are completed independently in sequence. And so module one is about email and discussion, using the address uh, book in WebCT, how to address email, how to send and reply, how to do attachments, just some basic bells and whistles on the basics of using uh, WebCT. There are two components to the module. One is a self-test, and the student, which is now actually a faculty member, right? the student goes through the self-test and answers yes or no. 
to an array of questions, such as, I am familiar with how to send email in WebCT. Yes or no? If they click yes, they get a positive response. It pops on the screen and says, that's great because you'll need to. <laughs> but if they say no, then there is a link to one or more training materials that will show them, either through a viewlet, a little movie, a little flash uh, presentation, perhaps a handout. And so they, by answering yes or no to each of those questions, they go through the course content to the extent they need to. And if they go through and ask, answer those questions and the answer is all yes, then there's no point in, in belaboring the point. They take the demonstration of my skills quiz. And this is the quiz that counts. It's not accepted. Oh, excessive. It only has like three, three to five to six, seven questions at the most. And again, these are, are scored automatically because they're multiple choice questions. They take the quiz, and if they score satisfactorily with a, at least a, an 80%, then voila, the next module reveals itself. And so they work from module one through module six. So after going through module one, they do module two, which is about the calendar, about adding and uh, modifying the settings of the calendar and so on. They take the quiz self-test, yes or no, spend as much time as they want, take the demonstration of skills quiz, pass it with the, the expectation of success, and they move on to Module 3. Module 3 talks about the assignment Dropbox, which is now known as the Assignments Tool. Module 4 talks about managing the course, about using the gradebook, about tracking student progress, about uh, making a course backup. Module 5 is about the electronic library. And I confess to um, having a great bias for having this library as a component of it because um, I got a postdoctoral master's in library science. I couldn't not teach the faculty, our new faculty, about the library. And so, so there's a module about that. And the last module is uh, best practices for an online teaching experience. In other words, what are some things that you can do in terms of managing your time, managing email, the support of students, the responsiveness, and so on, that will enable you to, uh, to have a positive experience? Because this should be a good time. You know, it is work, and, and it is a lot of work but it also can be very, very rewarding work. So those are the six modules, and they work through them at their, at their own pace. And after they've completed the sixth module, a certificate is revealed. And they print the certificate, fill it out, and they send it in to the adjunct office, and then they are credited with having completed the training. So uh, basically, that is, that is how this works. And over, I believe, 1,050 faculty members have, have successfully completed this training at this point. It's incredible the amount of work it appears, not only that you put into it, but the enthusiasm you have for it. I get to see your yeah. eyes lighting up <laughs> as uh, you're talking about it. How long did it actually take you from beginning to end? Well, we had several different iterations, and we have some bugs in it, of course. As, uh, the selective release, you, WebCT, you kind of have to have your mouth just right, and there's more than one place that you, uh, you do that. I worked with a very good friend of mine, colleague, Sue Spahn, and she worked uh, with me to help get things set up and so on. And then Jean Lewis, who was uh, director of the adjunct faculty at the time, she had some very good direction. And so between us and some very nice guinea pigs, 
that uh, I said, go in there and see if it works and let me know what doesn't. We got it together. That's great. You must feel so good about it. Are there any plans to continue with more units? Well, we did just module one and think that there's a lot of different possibilities here. First of all, the technologies keep changing and we keep adding things like the voice tools and virtual classrooms and podcasting like you're experiencing now wikis, blogs, and this, as well as the pedagogy. You know, we want to use these things appropriately, not to use them because now we can use them, but why would you use them and how would you use them to the best in, in terms of uh, your courses? So I think there's a lot of potential for, to continue this and to expand it, and who knows how many modules there could eventually be. I'm going to ask you, hopefully, and you'll agree to give us contact information so people can... Oh, contact you and ask further questions, but is there anything else you wanted to end or finish with? Well, I just thought I would share that there's no money in this for our adjuncts. They are required to do this, uh -huh. and, and we were very worried about what's in it for them. Why would they do this? Mm, good point. But what we found was they really regarded it as a value-added piece, and I've had hundreds of positive notes asking, am I going to continue to have access to this when, when, now that I've finished it? Can I always come back to this? Can I ask you a question anytime? Can I continue to post to the discussion board and so on? And so what I'm really working toward here is an online community so that they know that they can contact me with any question. And that's one of my fortes is if I don't know the answer to their question, then I'm going to find out what the answer is. And so we even had a driver education instructor who was really wanted to dig his heels in and say, now look, what do I need to know this for? And of course it was, well, only if you want to teach for us and was the answer. It was kind of a tough love kind of a yes. thing. But what happened was he went ahead and did it and he was one of the ones that sang the praises of this more than anybody. He learned about the library. He learned about online online learning. Now, he wasn't doing any online learning in driver ed. And maybe that's a good thing because you really want people to have right. hands-on road practice. But at any rate, uh, but he really felt that the, he had learned things and so that it made him uh, more knowledgeable and he was able to discuss things uh, intelligently when it came to uh, things related to distance learning. So I would say that not only does it add a value to our faculty, but it also gives us a, a real toolkit of uh, methods to show how we should instruct. And it's text, and it's synchronous and asynchronous. And I hold uh, online office hours using Illuminate. I'll do demonstration teaching. I'll assist them with uh, uh, playing school, if you will, electronically when they're going to have an online session and they're worried about it not going well. I'll pretend to be the student, give them moderator privilege, walk them through all of the things that go with being an online instructor. And it just is a very, very, I think, excellent approach to uh, supporting uh, online faculty. It appears you're a great mentor, too. So Thank they're you. very, very lucky to have you. I would ask, if it's okay with you, how can they contact you? Yes, the best thing is I'm online 24-7. <laughs> I, I know that. that's good I or bad, that. but I do. Well, I regard this, these classes as a... Um, it's like a pot on the stove, and you'd never put something on the back burner and with a little fire underneath it and then walk away. You'd, you'd want to be sure to give it a stir uh, more than now and then. So I'm very much uh, cruising my course area, and if people want to look at this, I would be willing to let them come in as a, a guest or something. We'd work something out that way. But basically my email is my last name without the ER. And when I got this email in 1990, who would have known that I'd be carrying this around all these years? So it's B-U-R-M-E-I-S 
T E oops B U R M E I S T at Nova dot edu. So Great. one more time. B as in boy, U R M as in Mary, E I S as in Sam, T at Nova, that's N O V A dot edu. Marcia, thank you so much. Very excited. I'm going to take a look at it myself. And I know Nova Southeastern University has always been at the cutting edge of technology and continues to be. So you're very lucky to be working for such a great university and institution. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association. And if you would like to contact me or find out more about USDLA, you can find us at www.usdla.org. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related, helping professions throughout the world.